You are listening to Redefining Disability, an adaptive sports podcast brought to you by Move United. I am your host, Sean Butcher, and I have the privilege of serving as the editor of Move United Magazine, the nation's leading adaptive sports publication. Each week, tune in to hear how sports have made it possible for our nation's adaptive athletes, training tips from the best coaches and program leaders, and news on the latest technology, equipment, and trends in the industry. Tracy Otto became paralyzed from the chest down when an ex-boyfriend attacked her in 2019. She was in a really bad place for a long time and wanted to find something to lift her up. Randomly, she decided she wanted to shoot archery and found a program near her through Moving United Member Organization, Hillsborough County Adaptive Sports. Tracy not only has a goal of competing at the Paralympics, but she also owns her own business. Let's chat with her. So Tracy, I, I thought we'd just start by uh, talking about how sports was a part of your life, you know, maybe early on. When were you involved in sports and how involved were you? And if you played sports, what kind? And just start there. Yeah, when I was able-bodied, I dabbled in various sports. Growing up wasn't the greatest, so my mom didn't really allow me to do that. Um, like, you know how they enroll kids in soccer and mm-hmm. your parents do that and kind of broaden your horizons. My parents never really did that. So once I got to the age where I was like, okay, I want to try something new. My mom ended up passing away when I was 10 and I moved in with my dad and um, it all went up from there. I jumped on gymnastics. I'd always wanted to go to the Olympics for gymnastics or like figure <laughs> skating or something. Uh-huh. Cause I would watch it on TV with my uncle And I was like, I want to do that. So the first place I went was gymnastics and cheerleading. And um, I did color guard for a little while. I don't know if you consider that a sport, but I, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I did not like it, but I'm the kind of person that I just, I made a commitment to the team and then I just, I had to see it through. I couldn't, Uh I couldn't let it go. So I finished the season, but it was not my jam. So I didn't go back. Um, and I did cheerleading in ho- college and high school. And other than that, I didn't, those were like the ones that I really dabbled in the most. Yeah. And, and so obviously, you know, I mean, that uh, uh, there's a lot of us that have that, you know, aspiration to, you know, be in the Olympics or obviously or Paralympics. And so, um, the Jew, when did you, did you ever like just say, okay, I'm not, that's no longer part of my my goal or or were you continuing to try to try to pursue it uh, all the way up to a certain point no i didn't end up pursuing it just because i was in high school when i first started it and although i felt like i was learning very quickly there just wasn't enough time to condition my body to be to that elite level because they work so hard i'm sure you've seen like they work so hard to get their bodies the way that they are and to be able to do the things they do. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't do that because they start from such a young age, but I wanted to try anyway and see what it was like. Yeah. Like, like many kids, we all have like, like 10,000 things that we want to do. <laughs> yeah. It was a bucket list thing. I guess you could That's say right. I have to do it at least once. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to be an astronaut. So, and, and I'm, I clearly haven't done that yet either. <laughs> but I'm sure if you had the opportunity, you would jump on it. Mm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, You never know. And, and just, um, so, you know, why do you think it was before you got into like gymnastics and cheerleading? Why do you think it was 
that you you know were encouraged or or, or even maybe even discouraged to get involved in the sport? Why do you think that was uh, part of your family uh, you know history? Well, it's actually kind of intriguing because my mom was an athlete. She was a very good athlete. She did track and field and had medals and shot put and all that. And so my dad was an athlete too. So I don't really know what caused them to not enroll me in things like that. Well, I think part of it was my mom was really sick. She had cancer. Mm. But also my mom was very abusive mentally, emotionally, and sometimes physically growing up. So she, her being a parent and being a mom just wasn't her jam. So I think that just kind of translated over into our relationship. Mm. Yeah. And sometimes, um, you know, just, I, I totally agree. I mean, I think uh, there are parents who aren't ready to be parents or, or, you know, and they, I mean, they, they, or, or uh, that, that role doesn't fit them. So, you know, I totally, I, I totally understand that. and. And so uh, you you mentioned college, obviously, and then you even um, was cheerleading the like the primary activity that you did while in college. Um, it was at the beginning. I struggled with cheerleading in college, actually, not well, yeah, physically, because the coach was very big into skinny is pretty, and it was stressing me out so bad that I was physically getting sick. Mm-hmm. And on top of all of my schoolwork, I just I couldn't. I was like, I don't want that image to be a part of my life. I don't condone that. I don't believe in that. So it was just better for me to separate myself from that kind of culture and to work on school and really focus on what I was doing. And what what did you study? What did you what did you end up uh, uh, working on? Well, pre injury, I was pre med. Ah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, very interesting, and I enjoyed it very much. But now that I'm injured, I I don't have hand function. I'm a C6 quadriplegic. So I'm paralyzed from the chest down, which includes my hands. So I know there's options in the medical field for Mm -hmm. me to do, but it's just not parallel with the goals that I have now because my life has changed so much since my injury. So now I'm studying business. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. But you could do a lot with that. So that that, that opens a lot, a lot of doors for you, I, th- I would think. Yeah, absolutely. I have a business of my own right now. It's called Metamorphosis, and it's an adaptive clothing line. So I'm working on designing a pair of leggings right now that are easier for people with limited hand function and limited mobility to get dressed and kind of alleviate that frustration that we have first thing in the morning when we wake up to immediately start basically a workout because it's a lot of effort to get your body dressed that doesn't work or cooperate with you. Mm-hmm. So the goal is just kind of to alleviate that struggle. Well, we'll definitely have to, have to talk uh, more about, about that business. And, and, um, and so you mentioned obviously, you know, your injury, uh, and for those that may not know your story, you know, it's, it's a, it's a challenging one to share perhaps, but, um, but let's let's do, let's talk a little bit about what happened. I think it was in 2019, right? Yes. So it's been three years, going on four years now. Um, October 24th, 2019, my ex boyfriend broke into my house while I was asleep and tried to kill me and my current boyfriend. We were on our second date, 
And um, he looked through my window while we were asleep and went to Walmart, purchased a high-powered pellet gun, came back and broke in, told us that he was going to kill us. And if he didn't kill himself, he was going to call the police. And he went after my boyfriend, Ricky, first. He shot him twice in the face with the pellet gun and then stabbed him in the lungs and then shot him two more times in the temple. And he completely, like, wiped him out. The paramedics said he would have bled out in 10 minutes had he not called the police on himself. Um, But he did that. And then he comes after me. He punched me in the face and then kicked me. I know this is kind of gruesome. So if you need to skip over this, it's totally (laughs) fine. But um, punched me, kicked me. I don't remember what order because I was kind of in and out of consciousness. But he shot me through my left eye. And then he, which exploded my eye and the pellet lodged into my optic nerve. So I had to get my eye completely removed. And then he um, shot me in my neck. So I had a pellet buried in my neck that had to be surgically removed. And ultimately, at the end, he stabbed me in my C6 vertebrae. So that's what paralyzed me from the chest down. It completely severed my spinal cord. And uh, I'm a complete injury, so I can't feel most of my body. And um, after that, he called the police. And then I remember hearing him speaking to somebody. I don't know who it was um, in Spanish. And then he called the police again. The first time he called and hung up called somebody else, hung up with them, and then went back to calling the police. And they showed up and rushed us to the hospital. And it's been rehab ever since. And um, so you're still working on rehabilitation? I mean, it's still an ongoing ongoing process, yeah? Yes, every day. Because, you know, when you have an injury like this, it weakens and paralyzes so many muscles. So every day is a new challenge, even just picking up a cup off a counter. You know, I have to, it's a long process. I have to position myself correctly because I don't have core function. So I fall over. Um, Picking up things, opening things, it's all a process and it's all strengthening. It's all occupational therapy. And then getting into sport, not only do I have to get stronger for that, but for independence as well. So it's an ongoing process and it takes a really long time to recover from something like this. And I didn't realize that at the beginning. And how did you get introduced to sport, you know, and particularly adaptive sports? Was it part of the rehabilitation process? Um, It has been indirectly. Ricky and I, my boyfriend, we were driving down the highway. He was driving. I was sitting in the passenger and I looked at him and I go, I had to have something to do. Mm-hmm. I had all of this time now and I'm rebuilding my life. I needed to make friends, get back into my community and find something that would lift me up, you know, and cause I was in a really bad place for a long time cause our case just resolved, but that's another story that I can tell you later. Um, so I turned to him and I go, I want to shoot archery. Mm. Yeah. And he looked at me and he's like, well, Your hands don't work, but okay. And I went on Google. I searched adaptive archery programs in my area. And lo and behold, there was one that's not even 25 minutes from my house. 
which is called the All People's Life Center, which is basically like a YMCA, but for people with mental and physical disabilities. And obviously, able-bodied people can go there too and use Mm -hmm. the gym, do all that kind of stuff. So I found them and I sent them an email and I didn't know what this was going to look like, how it was going to go because my hands don't work. So I'm like, how am I even going to do this? Well, I ended up meeting my coaches, Mary Kales and Earl Brown, and they just took me under their wing and was like, you know, it's not about what you can't do. It's about what you can do and going from there and building on that. Mm hmm. But it's like, well, what function do you have? Well, you have some hand function. We have options like an active hands glove. And they ended up setting me up with a, a bite tab. Mm-hmm. So I was shooting with my mouth for a really long time. Technically, I still shoot with my mouth. But um, so it started there. I was shooting that way and I couldn't get the distance to be able to compete because I got that fire in my belly. I was like, I need to do something with this. I loved it. I It made me so happy and gave me this sense of relief from my injury. So it just, it went from there. I made the goal that I wanted to go to the Paralympics and shoot in the Paralympics in Paris in 2024. And now I'm on my third adaptation of learning how to shoot again. So it started with my mouth and then it went to my shoulder. My coach built me a custom shoulder release that took me leaps and bounds. It was amazing to see how that developed. Mm -hmm. And then to get proper form, we went from the shoulder release to a wrist release, Mm -hmm. which is like the thing you would see a normal archer use. However, mine has a shutter, a camera shutter cable, like a brake line Mm -hmm. that like what you'd see on a bike, but it's more flexible. And I have a clothespin type apparatus that I put in my mouth. And when I'm ready to release the arrow, I bite down on it. So it's just, it's been a ride to be (laughs) honest, but it's so much fun. Changed my life. Cause when we found all peoples, we were not in a good place. Like I had just been injured and we were struggling financially. We just, we didn't know what to do next. And now it has blossomed into this amazing relationship with them and with Move United and Team USA. And it's just, we're taking it by storm and taking over the world. (laughs) I I love it. But I I have to ask, what do you think it was? You're just driving down the road and archery pops into your head. What in the world do you think that, where do you think that came from? I have no idea, to be honest. I mean, I had wanted to try archery when I was able-bodied. You know how they have them in gym classes in high school? Mm-hmm. I always wanted to do that, but it was never available to me. And I was like, well, I got nothing to lose. So let's find something that sets my soul on fire and that brings me strength and passion and a reason to keep going. And goals, you know, something that is going to propel me forward and bring help me to be able to bring others with me because the goal of this you know obviously there's sport and there's a story but like the main focus is really to help as many people as we can with what happened i can't let anything like this go to waste so i like i said i just really wanted to find something that sparked a passion yeah and why do you think it is or why do you think archery does spark that passion for you it's a game. 
<laughs> the best way I can explain it is it's a game and it's very meditative. Um, it really has helped me learn a lot about myself as far as my patience and how far I can really push myself. Um, it gave me a lot of introspection and I'm very grateful for that. And it also gives me, like I said earlier, a sense of relief from my paralysis because in that moment, it's just me, my equipment. And like I said earlier, not about what I can't do in that moment. I have the arrow ready to fly as fast as you can't even see it. (laughs) And I don't have time to think about it. It just happens. So having that relief and not having to be my mind racing constantly, because I struggle with ADHD and other various mental health struggles and having that moment in time to just was so important to me. And then, like I said, helping people and showing people that you can do whatever you want. And regardless of your circumstances, they don't define you. And just because a catastrophic life altering thing happens, it doesn't mean that you can't overcome. Mm -hmm. So that was my biggest source of passion is learning all of those things and navigating that, that world, that realm. And, and so, as you mentioned, you, you got some coaches and you gave it a try uh, let's talk a little bit about the competition journey. Like, how did you go from, you know, obviously just practicing in some, you know, in a park or some in local setting to um, now a couple, t- I know you've been to a number of competitions. So how did that, uh, how did that kind of journey begin and, and take off? It all started with all peoples. Um, they had a tournament called the Russ Harvey Memorial Tournament. Mm-hmm. And I shot in that. And I caught kind of a baseline of where I was at for my first few months, first year shooting. And I was like, this could really be something, you know, I was getting good at it. And I don't like to brag, but like my scores were going up at a substantial rate for the little time that I had been shooting. Mm. And I was like, we just, we got to do this. We can't not do this. So it started with that Russ Harvey Memorial Tournament and went on from there, I got the chance to travel the country last year, thanks to Move United. And it just has been compounding ever since. We're working on getting to go to a bunch of competitions this year, all across the country and the world. So it's just been, it's been amazing. And I think Russ Harvey's coming up again, right? For 2023, yes. far away, right? Yes, it's in March, March or mm-hmm. April. Will you be there again? Absolutely. Yes, I can't <laughs> go. I have to go. That's your local <laughs> tournament, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> and where yeah. it all began. So you have, at least have to make a, a return appearance. Exactly. And have you competed uh, internationally yet? Uh, Not this yet. So this year will be your first uh, international competition. Yes, fingers crossed. Well, I can't do that. But like fingers crossed, um, if I can shoot the minimum qualifying score, then... We have the opportunity to shoot internationally, and I just, I'm hoping that it happens. We got this, but like, ah, <laughs> you know, it's so nerve-wracking. It's, well, it's a big, a big jump, a big opportunity, and, and yeah, it's the next, next step in that, in that journey, right? Yes. And what, comp- so besides uh, Russ Harvey, what are some of the other competitions you're looking at doing this year? The Buckeye Classic. 
Um, the Endeavor. Yes. Okay. The Endeavor Games. That's in there, Oklahoma, yeah? Yeah. There's a couple other ones. Nationals in Pennsylvania. And then Move United Nationals in Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we're considering most of the competitions for this year just to get the experience and to meet people, you know, and, and learn from the sport. Yeah. And, and what is it about, um, you know, just that, that being present in that moment and like focusing on just, you know, the aim and the release and those types of things. Honestly, it's very quiet because it, there can be anything going on around you. And you just, you don't hear it. You're very tunnel visioned and focused on the goal. And in that moment, there's just utter silence. Not a thought in my head. Like I said, I don't hear anything going on around me. And it's just that arrow flying so fast that I don't have time to think about it. And once that arrow hits, it's like, okay, it was a good one. Was it a bad one? Assess it. Okay. But if it was bad, it's time to move on and load the next one and get ready to go. So it's just, mm -hmm. it's a competitive mindset as well. Like I, I do get hard on myself and I'm like, I want to do the best that I can and I want to make this happen. But also it's like, no, you have to have fun. The whole reason why you're there is to have fun. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. It's not about anything else. It's not about your score. It's not about what the person next to you is doing or not doing. As long as you're having fun and enjoying what you're doing and feeling, like I said, that sense of relief, it's all worth it. Mm. Yeah. And I think some people, particularly when they reach the elite level and the competitive, you know, when they're doing competitions, they lose sight of that, right? They lose sight of that exactly. fun um, and, and the fact that of why they probably got into the sport to begin with. Yes. Yes, exactly. And even in those moments, like I do get frustrated, to be honest, I get very frustrated with myself and with what's going on or my equipment. But that's when I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. Remember why you started in the first place. You know, what launched me onto this journey? It was to help myself, to help others, and to enjoy my time while I'm here. And if that's not happening then it's not something you should be doing you know and um so a last sports oriented question i think i have for you is um you mentioned obviously uh, having the goal of going to paris in 2024 what what do you think that will take on on your end to do so lots of dedication lots of self-discipline which is something i struggle with the self-discipline and eating right. And I used to do fitness modeling before my injury. So the working out part isn't as difficult to me. Obviously, getting into a new routine is difficult for anybody. But that's something that isn't as much of a struggle for me. But I just I need to keep doing what I've been doing and put my head down, get my blinders on, not worry about what everybody else is doing. And just keep in mind why I started in the first place. And just take it over and do you find uh repetition 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 is is the key to success i mean i know that obviously just honing in on your on your on your skill and on the technique uh of obviously aim and release and those types of things when it comes to archery is it all about just getting that time in 
um, and yes. shooting, shooting the bow as many times? Yes. Obviously, there is talent, but skill and learning the skill is a big, big piece of it. And you can have all the talent that you want, but if you don't put the work in and really grind it out and repeat, 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 practice, 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 it really does make, well, progress over perfection, balance. Mm-hmm. However, practice really does make perfect. And if you want to master your craft, you have to put the time in. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, Tracy, we talked a little bit about, obviously, uh, your business and that you're studying business. Um, so what made you want to start uh, a Metamorphosis and what do you, where do you want to take that? Uh, the goal is to be a Paralympic sponsor and to have it go as far as we can get it, obviously, because we just want to alleviate that stress. And that's kind of where it started for me. I had the idea of what I wanted to call it. I had the name and the logo and everything when I was able-bodied, but it didn't manifest itself until after I was injured. I didn't know where I wanted it to go. I didn't know what it was going to do. And I noticed that among business owners, a lot of the main priority is to solve a problem. And I'm like, okay, well, in my life now, what is a huge problem? Something that is a huge stressor that frustrates me, that just really grinds my gears. And it was getting dressed in the morning because people with limited mobility and spinal cord injuries or whatever disability they may have, the first thing a lot of us do is get dressed in the morning. And we do it while we're in bed because that's really the only way that we could do it. And I found myself waking up in the morning and just hating life. I'm like, I am so frustrated because of this simple task that I am struggling to accomplish by myself. I try to seldomly use the word can't because there you can. It's just, you got to figure it out. Everything is figure outable. And that's where the seed was kind of planted is that I wanted to alleviate people's day from being ruined right from the get-go. You know, I don't want to wake up and immediately have to do like be groggy and struggle to put my pants on. You know, I want to be able to do it by myself and do it smoothly and not with a ton of effort. So that's, like I said, where the seed started was to alleviate that frustration for people. And where is the business now? Are you in like, I mean, uh, you've done prototypes and are, I mean, are you selling on the market now? And, um, and, and kind of where are you in that, in that business cycle? We are working on a pre-launch. Um, I will give you dates as soon as I can, but we are <laughs> trying to do a pre-launch pre-order for people. We are still sampling. We're on our last sample because I, I found the design that I really, really like and I think is going to do the job. It's just I need to troubleshoot it a little bit more and make sure that the quality is there. Yeah. Because I put out a product that's subpar. I want it to be, I mean, I know it's never going to be quote unquote perfect, but I want it to be as strong as possible because we're really hard on the things that we use. Yeah. And you want it to be a good product, right? Yeah. Right. Right. And so uh, lastly, how do people learn more? I mean, how do people either learn more about or follow your journey or or if they want to learn more about the business, how do they do that? 
We have a website. It's www.themetamorphosis.shop. And we have that up and running. We have hoodies and stuff available now. And you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all of it. My Instagram is Tracy underscore auto. My TikTok is at Tracy auto. And my Facebook is just Tracy auto. So I try to keep it all the same so people can find it. Awesome. And I know that um, you're kind of already alluded to this, but how has sport uh, been a, a power in your life? It saved my life, to be honest. It took it in a direction and gave me goals and dreams and aspirations so big that I couldn't even dream of before. And it's given me an opportunity and a platform to say to really get a message out there to people to help others and to, you know, leave the world better than I found it. So it just, it taught me a lot. And it gave me perspective on life that I never had before. 